Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. Ah, nothing like a little entertainment to distract us from the craziness that's going on around us. We're going to take you to virtual theater and get you plugged into the movies and so much more on this entertainment review. My Michelle Live entertainment review. Roll out the red carpet. Here's Michelle. You know that we love to connect you with great things that are happening around the country. And when it happens in my hometown, it's even better. The Fifth Avenue Theater has been in Seattle and wooing its customers for many decades. The Fifth Avenue is known for putting out innovative and new musicals, plays, things that we can get connected with, as well as bringing us some of our old favorites. Now, what are folks doing during lockdown? Well, this is where innovation gets even better and even becomes almost home old school in some ways. I'll tell you why in just a moment, but let me introduce to you our guest. Bill Barry, to me, is he is the Fifth Avenue. Uh, the theater is here in Seattle. He served as associate producing artistic director and casting director in the 2000s. He served as the uh, producing director for the Fifth Avenue's educational and outreach programs. But get this, he is the artistic director of a new musical commissioned by the Fifth Avenue Theater that you will have access to soon. It's called Half the Sky. Bill Barry, thanks for joining us. Oh my gosh, thanks, Michelle, for having me. That introduction made me blush. I am not the Fifth uh, Avenue uh, Theater. Uh, so many other people are the Fifth Avenue Theater. I just have... You're the, part the, of it. You're part yeah, of it, part though. Of, I'm and, part of a team. And when I see what you do, uh, any one of your team, to me, it is the Fifth Avenue Theater. The Fifth Avenue Theater is also we, the people who sit in the seats, or now you online. So it is kind of a... It really is the epitome of professional and yet a community endeavor, and we are looking in this crazy time of things changing to the creative people to kind of bail us out with innovation and ways that we can still connect with art, entertainment, and feel a little better <laughs> in, these, oh, in these times. That is that is so true, Michelle, and I, I think, you know, what's been hardest for the, the theater and arts industry is that the way we in the theater and the arts respond to any kind of crisis is to tell stories and find ways to bring people together, which was the one thing the pandemic said you absolutely cannot do is bring lots of people together. <laughs> um, so that that was an interesting challenge early on, but we, we tried to find ways to, oh, I hate this word, pivot. And uh, I feel like I pivoted so much I'm a little dizzy. Uh, you know, and we thought, you know, what we can do is make old-fashioned radio plays but do them in a new-fashioned way and and do them as musicals and so that's what we started making and that's what we're doing with half the sky is a, a radio play uh you know musical turned into a radio play i love it so it's like they say don't connect social distance and you said okay wait hold my sippy cup beer which is what you would get if you sat in the theater uh we've got something for you and that's what i was saying how cool is it that you're bringing old school ideas and creativity to the 21st century yeah. this uh musical I, I let me just preface this bill 
I love and have produced and written radio plays anyway. So I'm a big radio play buff. I love them. But what you're doing? Oh, it's so cool. So this new musical is called Half the Sky. And it is going to be produced as this radio play, as you mentioned. It's, I just wanted to play, if you don't mind, we will hear from the writer and the, the music creator, but this is a bit of what they say it's about. Hi, I'm Isabella Dowis, book writer and lyricist. And I'm Titoya Sinuto, composer. And we're the writers of the new musical, Half the Sky, the story of an Asian American woman climbing Mount Everest. Half the Sky is a contemporary American musical on a global scale, infused with the sounds of traditional Thai and Himalayan folk music. Orally, a young Thai American woman sets out to fulfill her childhood dream of climbing Mount Everest a year after her sister's death. Borders blur between countries and cultures, past and present, and waking and dreaming in this epic journey of ambition, survival, and reconciliation. So we're going to be talking with Taya and Isabella a little bit later. But as we hang out with Bill Berry, artistic director, I'm interested in how this came about. It's maybe an opportunity for us to have a little inspiration as we're faced with a Christmas season, Bill, where we can't do what we usually do. And now we've got to think out of the box. So I'm looking to uh, your creativity there to give us a little inspiration. Sure. Um, you know, well, the Half the Sky came out of a commissioning program we run at the Fifth Avenue called um, First Draft, Raise Your Voice. And as we were figuring out, you know, what we would do during the 2021 season at the Fifth Avenue, we kept coming back to the idea that we wanted to tell stories and we wanted to tell new stories. And so we looked at what we'd been working on and said, you know, this project would be a really exciting radio play. Um, talked to the director, Desdemona about that. And she said, oh my God, I love this idea of turning this into a radio play. Um, so that's sort of how we, how we got here. You know, at the fifth, we love new musicals. We love to support new writers. And so we saw this as a natural evolution and a natural way to continue our commitment to what is important to us. And even during uh, COVID, you know, I think we all have to make, uh, take a moment and say, well, what's actually important to us? So, you know, one of the plans I have for the holidays, if you'll indulge me, I'll share, is, you know, my Please. parents and my sister and my mom usually come to Seattle at some point um, and uh, watch our holiday show. They've been doing that uh, as a family tradition. We've been doing that for many, many years. And this year, we've decided we're all going to get on uh, get on at the same time and watch what the Fifth Avenue is making for our holiday special, which isn't what we're here to talk about today, the holiday special, but we're making a holiday special too. Um, but we're all going to watch it at the same time, and that'll keep us connected even though we can't do it the way we normally do it. And I think trying to find those creative ways to stay connected with our loved ones right now, as you said, you know, it's so hard. The holidays is all about coming together and being in community. How do we do that socially distanced? Well, maybe we do that on Zoom and we all do it at the same time and we share that communal experience. And I think that would be a fun way to watch Half the Sky too. Um, I know uh, my staff and I are talking about having a, a, a sort of listening party. Where we're all going to listen to it at the same time uh, and, and share that experience. That might be a way people could, could engage. I think it's important for us to 
be engaged. It's also important for us to engage with the theater. This is our opportunity to keep that going. When we see a healthy theater telling our stories, we know that our society is still thriving. When you see any culture around the world where the arts are dead, you know that their society is teetering on destruction as well. So I don't mean to be doom and gloom at this oh. Christmas time, but I think it's that important that we remember to support the arts and you're making it worthwhile when you come out with these innovative things. And that's why one of the reasons I wanted to talk about Half the Sky today. But you did mention your holiday special. There, There's more things that the Fifth Avenue is doing to keep engaged with the audience, to help those who are subscribed feel like they're getting the full theater experience, and to maybe bring in new folks who have never experienced the theater, but now they can. Yeah. opportunity yeah and i think you know i think what's you're, you're so right about you know societies who have have thriving healthy arts and culture sectors are healthy societies and that's because i think the arts really help us to connect to one another you know the act of sharing a story together at the same time brings us together as we experience human human emotion and humanity together and i really believe in the power of stories to transform us, to help us understand the world we're in. And sometimes to just give us, you know, I, I'm not ashamed to admit, I love a good two hour escape session where I sit and watch something and I just forget about all my problems. And at the end of it, I'm more prepared to come back out into the world because I'm refreshed. And, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with some escapism now and then either. Right. So uh, one of the favorite things of people who, again, have never connected with the theater, uh, this is, again, an opportunity to log on and see it and enjoy the theater. That's great. But this time of year is a time where people may go and see something in the theater for the first time, bring their kids. And now we don't have that. I did want to talk briefly about some of your holiday extravagandas your holiday special in particular sure sure well we're um we we uh again you know covid and 2020 we had made a plan to do some recording in the theater uh and we were gonna we had we had written a, a i don't want to say elaborate but it was fairly elaborate script that we were going to be shooting uh, in the theater and then uh, a couple weeks ago you know we all know we had some more um really important health restrictions came out that we needed to uh be really vigilant about social distancing and so at the theater we said we can't actually bring people in to make this recording so what we did was we created several suitcases worth of equipment, some costumes, some props, and we would go to our, our performers' houses, drop them off on their porch. They would take them in, set them up. We recorded things in their living room. And then when they finished, we picked it up and moved it to the next performer. Um, it, was, it was quite an elaborate uh, game we played of packing and unpacking uh, equipment. And we made a, a show. It's in. We're editing it right now. It's going to get released on December fifteenth. Again, it's part of subscription packages. Um, but really, you know, on those subscription packages, there's an entry point. I think for anyone who wants to engage in this, uh, in, in any of this stuff. And so, I think it's going to be really fun. It's like an old-fashioned. I don't know. Judy Garland, Andy Williams Christmas holiday specials. I don't know if you remember those, where people are in their living room and people just drop Absolutely. by. Absolutely. You know, the, the, I. I mean. Uh, We've seen the the replays of those. They are kind of yeah. precious. And again, look at what you're doing. Serious, Bill. You are bringing back 
some of the traditions of our culture that were almost lost, radio dramas, uh, those living room holiday specials that have gone by the wayside. That, yeah. that Getting back to that, it's almost like comfort, suit, uh, comfort food for the soul. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's, isn't that what the arts are on some level is that comfort food yes. for the soul. They just, yeah. they soothe us. They help us. And music in particular um, reaches into our very core and helps us to calm and soothe and feel. Uh, so, you know, I just think it's it's vital that we continue to invest in the arts, to invest in musical theater. Like all the arts are important, but I love musical theater. I love it. And I think it's such a powerful medium to bring together story and song. And, you know, we're, we're gonna keep going here. We're gonna make sure that when we come out of this pandemic, the Fifth Avenue is still going strong and has more stories to tell and can share it with more audiences. And we will be here to support what you do. We're all about the theater, getting people connected. It's uh, where the theater is something that you actually feel that you're a part of and this is a time during social distancing and the uh, disconnect that we need that more than ever it's a feeling and an experience you just don't get when you're screen timing binge watching and and just sitting in front of the television so even through this connection i think you'll enjoy the theater and i do enjoy what the fifth avenue does they're from my hometown here in seattle and we've been talking with bill barry the artistic director of this new musical that we'll be looking for half the sky thanks bill for hanging out with us Oh, Michelle, thanks for having me. I love to talk about all of this, and it's it's such a pleasure to get to be here. You can go to our website, www.fifthavenuetheater.org, and you'll see uh, a link there to look at our packages and figure out which one's the, the right one for you. And, you know, if you if you really uh, don't see quite the right level, don't hesitate to call and, and talk to a customer service representative. Our number is also on the website, and we'll help customize something just for you. FifthAvenueTheater.org. My Michelle Live Entertainment Review. Roll out the red carpet. Here's Michelle. As we take on Entertainment Review, I am so committed to giving to you opportunities that you can connect with the theater maybe people who have never connected before maybe you're used to connecting with the theater and you're feeling a, a little lonely and like you're missing out in this new era that we live in but rest assured the creativity is still flowing and creative people are finding ways to connect you with great art and entertainment. I'm really looking forward to a brand new musical and it is it's coming from my I you could even say my own backyard as I live in the Seattle area the Fifth Avenue Theater has been committed to putting on great musicals and even getting creative and putting out new material and that's where half the Sky Comes In. It's written by Titaya Sinotuk and Isabella Dallas. They are the winners of the 2020 Weston Ghostlight New Musical Award. 
They are with us today. Ladies, thank you for coming. It's good to have you. Beautiful music, stunning lyrics, and a lot of creativity go into this musical that brings both kind of a historical uh, radio drama feel uh, in this disconnected era and all of the joys of an old-fashioned, delightful musical. It's pretty cool. Thanks for coming, both of you. Thank you so Thank much. You so much so let's talk first about the story itself, which we, we've talked briefly about already. Uh, but what was the inspiration for it, Tataya, Isabella? Tataya, when she approached me about the idea for Half the Sky. She, I want it to be a story about an Asian-American woman climbing Everest, which intrigued me because usually the stories about climbing Mount Everest are um, centered around colonialism and the idea of conquering yeah. and domination. But we, our protagonist is an Asian-American woman, and she's also climbing in honor of her sister. And so... She's climbing for uh, for her family. Her re- family relationships are the reason why she's making uh, this climb and going on this adventure. I think that is such a wonderful backdrop. And I think in a, in a time where we're experiencing a lot of division and have a lack of understanding of each other, our cultures, something that brings us together is having that, being able to relate on a human level and then really the culture the race the background is all just purely academics and educational we all relate on that human level of struggle of uh, seeing a mountain in our own life as uh, Tataya and I were talking about uh, seeing that mountain in your own life and being able to conquer it we can relate on that level what are your thoughts absolutely Um, and something that we wanted to bring to Half the Sky, especially, um, you know, Everest is such a global place and it draws people from all over the world who are wrestling with these questions you're talking about, um, who want to see the highest mountain in the world, um, for their own, um, deeply personal reasons. Um, and we wanted this cast of characters to be extremely multicultural to reflect the the diversity of the people who come to Nepal, who um, come to Everest Base Camp, um, and who are, are mingling with each other in this strange, um, bizarre, uh, kind of wonderful community. So we have um, a Sherpa character who's the uh, lead guide of the expedition, which our protagonist is a part. Um, We were very lucky to consult with um, uh, Nima Sherpa, who's from Seattle. Um, And Seattle has such a huge connection to the climbing industry and to Everest. Um, And so Nima was able to tell us about um, how he had guided um, in the Kumbu Valley region, um, in Nepal. Um, he is a Sherpa who has experience with the climbing industry and was able to tell us his firsthand experiences. So that was such a joy to collaborate with him specifically for this process. With That's the exciting. Avenue Theater. 
Absolutely. That is so exciting. Something else exciting is the magic that a lot of folks don't understand that happened between a writer, a music, a music writer and lyricist putting together the music of this, which is astounding. We're listening to a little bit of it right now. Putting that music together is just an astounding uh Thing to work in conjunction with someone else. Tataya, let's talk about how that came together and what that was like. I mean, I'm very lucky too because both Isabella and I, we're both trained musicians and storytelling in a way. So I miss going to Isabella's house where she has a grand piano and we can jam for like two hours, <laughs> like every time when I go there. So it's, 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 I mean, I feel like a lot of times we talk about stories about the scenes, what's happening, and then we're talking about the sound. And then it, it get into a technical thing of like what kind of, you know, song form we got, we are using. And then, you know, I'm always the type of person who write to who like to write theme of the song first, a hook or like just accompaniment ah. or something. And it's and you know, Isabella is a very accomplished pianist, musician and singer and actor and it's always nice to be like <laughs> in the same room and hearing and singing and like jamming together. Yeah. It sounds like you all had something really special going on. In a time where a lot of us have been disconnected, you found a way to connect and create. I think that's amazing. And I think it, it shows in the final product. I thought you might share with me, one of each one of you, the most magical moment or something that just came together that really touches you. And we'll be looking for that as we watch Half the Sky. Let's start with you, Tataya. The whole process of rehearsing, I mean, as writers, we are, I mean, it's very isolating right now that we all have to do Zoom and everything. But to be able to do theater again at this time and then get to hear the music coming alive with all the seven actors amazing actors singing our songs and you know reading out reading the lines and you know it's it's a magic thing that we we missed it since march this year and it's a blessing for us to get to hear seven people singing live to those songs and you know oh yeah it's our blessing that we get to work with the fifth avenue again and it, it's also because because this is the piece that it's part of the first draft commission, and during that time, we had we we flew to Seattle for a week as in like a residency, where we wrote our first two songs and presented at the fifth. And maybe and I mean we also did have like a small cruise like over the bay. I don't know like and then we got to see Mount Rainier, and we were inspired by Seattle's theme. So yeah. I think we didn't say this out loud yet, but our protagonist is Seattle born and raised. So, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Go Seattle. <laughs> Isabella. I have to say, um, it's, yeah, it's really remarkable what the fifth has done um, with this radio play process because it's managed to create this community. Um, we're so lucky because um, the wonderful. Desdemona Chang, the director, uh, Seattle-based, is our director for um, this show, Half the Sky. We've been working with a wonderful cast, including Diana Huey, another Seattle star. The first time we read 
through the whole show. And this was over Zoom. A mixture of Zoom, you know, and some other um, app applications that were helping us. But people were crying. You know, people were uh, laughing. People had tears in their eyes. And it's amazing that we were able to share that intense, emotional, you know, visceral connection. The kind of connection that we were hoping to inspire in people with this show. This is a, such a different format, but it's still there. And it's amazing that the fifth uh, has made this possible. Um, and all of us going on this journey together, the cast, uh, the creative team, all the people working behind the scenes virtually to make this happen. We feel like we've gone on an adventure together. And so I think that this bodes well for hopefully what the audience will, will get to experience with this show. I'm so looking forward to it. The best of creativity is coming together in half the sky. And we'll tell you exactly how you can get connected. Isabella Tataya, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Welcome. It is time for us to take on more entertainment as we look at television, movies, and the like. We cover it, but you know who else covers it? Pluggedin.com. From YouTube channels to movies to uh, books, music, video games, they've got it covered and we're talking about things that you can connect with with the one and only Adam Holtz. I'm pretty cool. Plugging you into the movies, this is Adam Holtz. Hey, Michelle. Hey. Good How are to you? have you, Adam. Well, it's a whole new year. The world seems to be falling apart, and we are finding a little bit of respite in the movies. Yeah. That's why when January traditionally is kind of a dead month, uh, I know the movies that are probably not going to be big hits are the ones that leave us feeling in the doldrums because we're, we seem to be living in a world of doldrums. Boy, I mean, doldrums. They're everywhere you look right now. Right. And, you know, it seems like even this is the time of year that the Oscar bait movies start coming out and, you know, the, the small indie movies. And as a general rule, those are not necessarily feel good movies. They're more think deep movies. And uh, certainly we're seeing that, but there are some other interesting and odd things coming out too. So it's a little bit of a mix of everything right now, really. You've heard me say this again and again and again. One thing I have enjoyed that's on on cable right now, you can find, I think it's one of the Hallmark channels, you can you can look it up, is the Waltons. I oh. just go back to, that has become one of my favorite go-to shows when there's just nothing on and I just want to sit and stare at the boob tube. I love watching the, they bring it back to prayer, to God, to their faith, to family, to the things we really need. They walk through difficult times, whether it's the, the depression or it's uh, the World War II uh, or it's just daily living, they walk through difficulty and they find ways to bring it back home with faith and with family. And I need that right now. I think we all do. Yeah. Well, the great thing about all of our entertainment options 
is that if you're a fan of an old show, any old show or old movies for that matter, somebody somewhere has it. Now, you may have to do a bit of digging <laughs> to find who has the rights to it these days. Um, but, you know, I saw something on cable the other night um, that was advertising old episodes of MASH. And, you know, I'm sure you've got some listeners that when I say MASH, they don't even know what that is. You know, that was a, <laughs> it was a big show, right? I mean, it was on for a long time about the Korean War. And uh, But I found myself sort of wistful for the entertainment of the past. And it's not that MASH was a particularly wholesome show. It pushed boundaries for the time, too. But, um, you know, if you uh, if you grew up watching, you know, take your pick. There's, I mean, it's just such a long list, right? But if you want to watch Hogan's Heroes, probably somebody has it. And it just takes a little bit of research to, to figure out, you know, where that is. And, and maybe Hogan's Heroes is a very strange thing to pull out of thin air, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some things that are out there that do beg a mention. So while we're not seeing a lot of new movies or wow movies, we are seeing some things out there that uh, we should talk about. What's on your mind? You know, there is a movie out this week. It's on Amazon called Herself. What can I do for you? I want to build a house. These are some of the vacant sites that you have. You see, if you lend me the money and let me use a site, then I could have that built for me and my kids. I'm really sorry. I can't help you with this. We can't go on like this. Just keep telling yourself. It's temporary. Lay three times and you got your kids here. John, please. I need this job. What are we doing, Sandra? Do you think this is good for the girls? I've seen it, counsellor. We could try and make it work. I want to fix him, you know? I know. But there are some people you just can't. I have designed a house that costs just 35,000 euros to build. Sandra, why didn't you ask me? Your mother was far more than a cleaner to me. She was a friend. It's land going to waste. Use it. Build a house for you and your girls. All along the highway, a tiny At the bottom of the garden. Like a fairy house. <laughs> need a hand for a few weekends over the summer if you want to help. Sandra! Oh my god! Parties work. Are you going to see your dad? She's not herself. She wants to stay with me. You're lucky to be, Sandra. Skelly, you've been served. Breach of access. I'm sorry, love. But legally, he has a right to go to court. What is the point of a house if I have no kids to put in it? Most of us get so sunk in our own pain, we don't notice our children's. But you did, and that makes you a good mother. This time I know I'm fighting. You all know what he did to me. And yet you still bring me in here and you ask me questions like, why didn't you leave him? But you never ask, why didn't he stop? And uh, it's an odd title. This is a a quirky, gritty movie from Ireland. Um, it is R-rated because it deals with the issue of, do of domestic violence. Uh, and it's got some profanity in it, too. So those are the issues that we need to be aware of. But, but this is actually a pretty inspiring movie about a woman who is stuck in an abusive 
marriage and her husband is physically abusive. Um, he breaks her arm in one scene. It's a tough scene. Um, but she decides she's going to get out and she is inspired by a YouTube video to build a tiny house for her and her daughters. And her daughters really provide uh, um, an anchor point, hopefully not in a like a codependent way, but they give her a reason to fight through all of the junk in her life. Uh, and so it, it's one of those quirky, kind of dark, kind of gritty, and yet kind of inspiring movies I was talking about earlier, um, you know, about a woman trying to overcome a difficult situation. And, and right now, you know, maybe you don't want something that realistic, but sometimes I think seeing other people's stories depicted that way can be encouraging for us. Especially if it has a happy ending. So that that might be... And it's sort of medium happy. I mean, it's a bittersweet ending, but it... it Let's just say it trends in a positive direction. How about we go with that? Okay, that, that'll work. Also, um, there's a new kid's zombie movie. It could be fun, <laughs> yeah. could be weird. I don't know. It's called Zombie Bros. What do you think of it? Uh, you know, if you had, say, 8 to 12-year-old tech-savvy children and you handed them your iPhone and gave them uh, you know, a tackle box full of makeup. Not that we store makeup in tackle boxes. Actually, I don't know where makeup stored because I'm a guy. But, Actually, uh, a tackle box, can we just have a girl moment for just a second? Tackle sure. box, not such a bad idea. You could really do a, that, you know, so you, 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 you just could, uh, bling it. You could it. store a lot in there. So be whatever dazzle you would... <laughs> yeah, bedazzle it, exactly. Can I just I tell you, too, I bedazzled my tackle, my real tackle box, as well as my rod and reel, because, yeah, I like doing, I like doing traditional boy things, but you got to do it as a girl. Side note, let's get back on subject. Here we go, Zombie. Right. You know, sometimes we'll, we'll have to talk about fishing, because I could talk all day about fishing. Yeah? Or at least no part kidding. of the day. Yes. yes. All right. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait. What do you fish for? I just have to know this. Well, I don't, I don't. Listening. I had to okay. ask this. I don't really fish for anything right now, but I grew up going to Canada fishing in the summer with my, my dad's extended family. And so I spent a lot of time and we would fish for walleye and Northern Pike and Lake trout. So Okay, there uh, you go. Probably, I'm more of a salmon girl. Yeah. I was going to say, you're probably fishing for salmon up in that neck of the woods. Absolutely. Yum. I would love to go salmon fishing someday. That would be a blast. And let me just be really professional and tie salmon fishing and fishing right back into zombies. Um, Do it. We just wound up the time where, you, where you're fishing in lakes and you're fishing for salmon towards the end of their life they put up a fight and it's a lot of fun and they're kind of like zombie fish they're themselves. like zombie salmon they're right like, and they're red well they're they're kind of spotted they're past the red point they're kind of grain and and spotting that's when you really don't want to keep them but if they still have a little bit of that red you can smoke them so there you go okay. it's called chum we call them chum there up here go. so Ta-da, tied in. There you go. Back to zombies. Whew. I'm glad we've had this conversation. <laughs> anyway, this is the this is one of the weirdest low budget movies you will ever see. And somebody woke up one day and said, Hey, let's make a zombie movie for kids. And so, I mean, it, it seriously, it looks like they all did each other's makeup and they have this pale face makeup on. And if you go to our website and look at the main picture we have with the review, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And it's about an older sister who's annoyed that her younger brother is now a zombie and nobody seems to be concerned that he's trying to eat everything. And, it, and eventually this becomes a real problem because he tries to eat their dad and he's eating classmates and, 
and it's all played off as a lark. Like there's no blood, there's no gore really. Well, there is, but it, seriously, it would be your kid filming it, squirting a bottle of ketchup, right? I mean, it's, it's that level of special effects. And so it has this sort of lo-fi sheen to it that will either work for you as a send up for the genre, or you'll watch it and say, why did anybody take the time to make this? Um, there's some nice moments between a daughter and her dad. I mean, that's the, the sweet spot here. And, and maybe it was just supposed to be a, a teen daughter and dad movie. Uh, but this is an odd kettle of fish back to the fish thing. So not that much content, just a, it is a very strange movie. Okay. There you go. And maybe just there like a lot of movies that are out there, uh, just excuse the pun brain dead entertainment oh, <laughs> you wow. know god's not dead four is uh, said to be filming coming out um and if you yeah. go to places like pure flicks and other christian outlets which i'm starting to enjoy because they're at least you know it's family content when you're on a right. site like that, when you're running out of things to see. Uh, but you can see some of the old God's Not Dead, which is uh, uh -huh. kind of leads you through an apologetics and feel good kind of thing. But there are there are sometimes yeah. some, some good things that you can connect with that are family friendly on sites like that. Well, and I think sometimes we just, we want the comfort food entertainment wise of a story that we know from the outset is going to jibe with what we believe. And, you know, I, I absolutely believe there's a place to engage with entertainment that maybe has a totally different worldview, learning how to critique it, learning how to think through that set of issues. But, but sometimes we just want something nice. I mean, I think that's why the Hallmark channel has done so well is I don't want all the junk. I just want a nice, sweet story. Can you give that to me? And, Pure Flix is a place where you where you will find a lot of stuff that that sort of fits that bill. Well, I uh, there are other outlets as well. I know Disney, Sound of Music. I watched that again. It mm -hmm. doesn't get old. I love that. No, it doesn't. Woodlawn is available on Pure Flix. I oh, love that's a, terrific a sports movie. movie, right? Jesus says to love our enemies. We have to love those that oppose us. If you only love those that love you back, what kind of love is that? There's something special about you. I can see it. You have a gift, and you have to decide what you want to do with it. I can't. I mean, I play for a team that doesn't even want me. Anybody like me? I'd like to have a meeting with the football team. I've seen things all over the country. Well, you and I can see that meeting. Do something about this. It's not my fault, Owen. Chronicles football. He's bigger than football. What would you say if I told you it doesn't have to be this way? What would you be prepared to do? I'm asking you right now to stand up and make a decision to change, to forgive, to be forgiven. That's how much God loves you. Woodlawn, I think, suffered from, it's a football movie about racism in the South done by the Irwin brothers. And um, 
I think it suffered from a title that sounded like it was about a funeral home. I mean, that was my, they screened it for us. I'm like, <laughs> I think this title, while accurate, you know, it's not helping you because Woodlawn, what does that say to you? Oh, anyway, don't be put off by the title. If you like football movies and you want one that goes deeper than most, it's a terrific movie. It's one of my favorite Christian movies. I think I might watch that this week because it, it, it came up. Um, Disney has Remember the Titans, if I uh-huh. remember right. And uh, what is the new movie? The new we movie Safety? About it. Yes. Oh, I yeah. love that. That was just yeah. a, a sweet movie. Sweet yeah. movie. Yes. And and Disney Plus, I think, um, Disney is not as reliable as it once was in terms of, oh, it's Disney. We know it's going to be okay. But relative to most of the other streaming services, you're still a lot better off on Disney Plus than really any of the rest of them. There you go. And then they do. uh, You can always find something to revisit that you liked in the past with with Disney as well. Anything else out there worth a see? You know, it's always sort of an objective question. Um, It's got some content issues. Uh, This is my this is my throwaway disclaimer on the front end. But if you're a fan of Karate Kid from the 80s, Cobra Kai on Netflix, the new season um, not, is out. Can we you know, talk about season. there are some there are some elements in there. I I really hate movies that have kids swearing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not necessary. It's I know that kids it's can true. swear, but you know what? Kids cannot swear too. I get the <laughs> that's same message. Exactly out. right. So maybe that's not the best one to call out. Honestly, no, I, I may let's, be letting let's my. Let's do it for a moment. I I've enjoyed it because you know I lived through part of the 80s, you know, and, and look, and some of it is charming. Some of it is very predictable. Some of it, you feel like you're watching a train wreck. You can't keep your mind, your head away, but it's, it's simplistic and the message is always good. Yeah. Even if they get there awkwardly. (laughs) Right. Well, and the fun of it is that they have flipped the script. I mean, Daniel is he may not be a pure bad guy, but, you know, where we have, you know, good and evil in the Karate Kid, you know, here we have Johnny Lawrence and Daniel Russo, and neither one of them are pure good or pure evil. And so it it introduces a level of complexity um, to things that's pretty interesting. And here's a fun fact for you. Years ago, I interviewed William Zabka, who plays Johnny Lawrence. Um, yeah. You may not know this. He's a Christian, um, and he uh, did a film. I'm trying to think of the name of it. I'm totally blanking. Um, he did a short film that's based on a, a an old sort of uh, parable, really, about a man who has a son, and he's running a train station in Eastern Europe. And his son goes out and plays on the tracks one day, and he has to make a decision whether to save his son or to save the trainload of people. Well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see what that is an allegory for. I'm totally blanking on the name because I didn't have it right in front of me. But if you do look up William Zabka, I'm sure you can find it. Um, And it's, I think, available on YouTube. I saw a link to it recently. And it's, I don't know, 14, 16 minutes, something like that. It's powerful. It really, it's worth the time. I'm going to look it up wow. right now while we're talking. Yeah, so I am too. Go ahead and talk to... now, Michelle. 
<laughs> so I I can see elements of that. And as I was watching, I was actually watching the new, the latest episodes last night. Um, I, I wondered if you could see that element of faith in him as he plays this character that there is something deeper and while he gets things wrong uh whether it's uh, and so does the um the series you know references to pornography right. lots of drugs right and, and things and it, like that uh so it's not really it it, it can be a, a sticking point for families but yep. we are dealing with real people trying to find their way in real ways uh, and i found it really charming uh, the new series brings out a lot of old faces from the movie it's uh, i think one person yeah. i was i was commenting on with they said is this where you know forgotten actors go before they die it was like ouch no, exactly. ouch um, <laughs> and so, sometimes it's it's a little cheesy and so you have to go yeah I can only take a couple episodes but right. it, it may be something especially if you are nostalgic for the 80s that uh, and Karate Kid films that you might enjoy as well so um, the, and this film is called Most by the way Most um, so you can, it's 29 minutes. It's actually a little bit longer than I remember. Never trust your memory because it's not as good as you thought it was. <laughs> um, especially Fair when enough. it comes to some of the stuff from the 80s. So one of the other things that we do each month is we publish on our blog um, a regular feature called What's New and Streaming for Families each month because there's always new stuff coming and going from Netflix, from Amazon, from all of these things. And just uh, I want to just give a little bit of a list and talk about one in particular. Uh, on Disney+, Plus, uh, the animated movie Ferdinand is now out, Mary Poppins Aww. Returns. Yeah. Um, and the, eh. <laughs> Okay, all right. Don't I mean, it's hater. okay. It's worth, it's worth a see, but it's, you know, yes. it's, it really falls short of the magic of the first. Absolutely, it does. Uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins. On Hulu, Night at the Museum, and Frozen, and Princess Bride are out. And on Netflix, there was a movie that came out in 2017 that was one of my favorite movies of the year. We may have even talked about it, called A Monster Calls. And this is based on a book, and it's about a, he's either late tween or early teen boy whose mother is dying of cancer. And he's sort of in, in denial and grief all at once. And this monster, which is a tree, starts talking to him. And, and the tree is sort of a, an allegorical thing that, that leads him through the process of grief and being willing to let go of his mom, let go in a good way. Uh, and it's a beautiful movie. It's a hard movie. Uh, it's a tearjerker, not for small kids, but I think especially for young teens on up, it could be a great discussion starter on the topic of grief and on the topic of loss, especially in the last year where we've had to deal with so much of that. So uh, that one, again, is on Netflix. It's called A Monster Calls, and it uh, could be worth checking out. And uh, I actually reviewed that back in 2017, so you can check out my review on PluggedIn.com. I have loved some of the changes at Plugged In, by the way. Uh, kudos to you guys. Uh, some of those changes include... Uh, 
uh, reviews of YouTube channels, uh, uh -huh. some of the things you just mentioned. Uh, I, I think it's really telling that you keep up with pop culture and meet us where we're at as things changed with COVID and, and it, movies were uh, and television were watched differently. You came, you're, you're up with the times. I appreciate that. So I do well, encourage you. you to connect with PluggedIn.com. How about upcoming? You know, I always ask anything to look forward to. You know, coming up in the next week or so, um, hang on. <laughs> Why am I never ready for this question when you ask me? <laughs> well, that's part um, of the fun of it. Really. You know, here's what I am looking forward to in the next <laughs> week, and I am going to be reviewing it myself, and I will tell you why. Uh, next week on Disney+, Plus, WandaVision comes out. Now, if you're a Marvel Superheroes fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not, you don't have any idea. Wanda is the Scarlet Witch and Vision is a Synthesoid. So I grew up with the Avengers. They were my favorite Avengers. I'm so looking forward to this show. And they have filmed it kind of like Bewitched. It's, it's an homage to an old school sitcom. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with it. Um, and I am looking forward to it. So you can look for our review for that probably next Friday afternoon. We should have that up. So that that's the biggest thing I think on my collective radar movie wise. So can I mean, we talk about it next week? Um, I, if I have it done, we can talk about it. If not next week, the week after that, we can. Okay. Up okay. It. Well, you'll hear it here. You'll hear it here. Definitely. That's exciting. Okay. That's something to look forward to. Something new. Anything else? You know, not much. There's just, we're just in this total dead zone of trying to scrape up movies. We do a, a radio <laughs> feature every day and we do one new movie and we do one movie that's just coming to video. But since COVID, it's all scrambled because it's all on videos. And I am struggling to come up with two movies for us to talk about each week. So and yet we fill in plenty of time. So I don't know. And yet we, exactly. We don't really have any problem filling things. And, you know, I think with uh, everything that's happening with, that has happened with Wonder Woman and Warner Brothers that going, you know, saying we're going to put all this stuff out on HBO Max. Uh, COVID is, still raging. We have theaters that are largely closed. I think I read somewhere something like 60 to 70% of theaters in the country are closed right now. Uh, there's just, there's not a lot in terms of like the big budget movies that we would all be anticipating. Um, and so even as I look through the release schedule, uh, I don't see anything I even recognize. I mean, we've got next week, we've got the bid, We've got The Marksman. We've got Our Friend. We've got No Man's Land, The Little Things, Finding You, Supernova, The Night. Honestly, that's like the next three weeks. I haven't heard of any of those. <laughs> no, no, nor have I. So, but, you know, that's okay. Maybe we're in an era where we can find other ways to entertain ourselves. And then when something yes. is worth a hear or a see, you will hear it here. And then you can make an actual movie night instead of let's just sit in front of the screen and hope for something good until something that's good right. shows up. Right? That's go. right. Or you can just go back and watch Hogan's Heroes again. I mean, yeah. there's, there's always or that. Waltons. Oh, or, or the Waltons. Or the Waltons. Yes. <laughs> Adam, thanks so much. It's always good to connect with you. Happy weekend to you. And we'll catch you next week as we get plugged into the movies. Thanks, Michelle.
Now it gets weird. Weird news. Hey, hey, Lisa J. Give us some news. Oh, Michelle, I have got some very weird news stories for you today. Awesome. In our first story, Michael Cohen, who was the former personal attorney of President Trump, got out of the big house and he said that he made a promise to help Tony Meatballs and Big Minty. Okay, then. I think the real question is, who are these people and how does he have to help them? Michael Cohen is out of the big house and fighting for Tony Meatballs and Big Minty. On MSNBC, President Trump's former personal attorney said he gave those men a promise. Now, I did the mandamus because I made a promise to guys back at Otisville and others, like my buddies Tony Meatballs and Big Minty, that I wasn't going to stop. Once I got out, once I was put back on home confinement. On Twitter, the names Tony Meatballs and Big Minty sparked jealousy for some, a question of a lost bet, and a plea to find these people. The viral moment came as Cohen filed a lawsuit to have his sentence shortened. He claims the government refuses to shave off a year under Trump's criminal justice reform bill. In 2018, Cohen was sentenced to serve three years at the Otisville Correctional Facility in upstate New York after pleading guilty to tax evasion and fraud. I'm not terrified of snakes, but I definitely would not want one crawling on top of me. No. Well, some people do, and not only that, they pay to have snakes on top of them. There is a story from Voyeur that has a massage parlor that for the massage, they cover your whole body, your face with snakes and let them slither all over you. And it's supposed to be therapeutic and de-stressing. Yikes. Yeah, I don't think so. When getting a massage, it's all about relaxation. But that might be hard for some who attempt to get one of these unique massages, which involves covering one's face with live snakes. This is a snake massage parlor in Cairo. Here, masseurs give clients a back rub before subbing out their hands for 28 different types of non-venomous snakes, placing them all over the client's bodies over the course of the 30-minute sessions. The owner of the spa, Safwat Sedki, said about how the service works, quote, it has two aims, physical and emotional. The physical aim is to improve blood circulation and mental stimulation. And the emotional aim is that it releases endorphins that help with the happy hormone that helps people regain confidence and strengthen the immune system. So how do the clients feel about it? They say the snakes provide relaxation due to the unusual sensation the snakes give off as they wriggle across human skin, as well as a boosted sense of self-confidence. The spa charges the equivalent of $6.37 for the once-in-a-lifetime service. All right, now for this last story, this is kind of more cool weird than just weird, but there is a frozen river where they're finding millions of years old bones. And it's a really hard river bottom to get to, so that's why this is kind of all newly discovered, because you have to wait till it is frozen over because it moves too fast during the summer and spring. So the only time that it is slow enough to where divers can get in there and look to see what's at the bottom is during the winter, but then of course it's frozen over. These guys are going to incredibly hard and most likely dangerous feats to get these old fossils.
When we imagine a treasure hunt, we probably picture Caribbean beaches and a search for treasure chests full of gold. But these divers taking the plunge into the freezing waters of the Tobol River 2,000 miles east of Moscow are on the hunt for ancient artifacts. This is the haul of just one year in 14 years of scientific search. And while these fossils lay right on the riverbed, only about 10 feet underwater, many have been undiscovered for millions of years. That's because not only is it difficult to dive the Tobol River, which is why these scuba divers have braved the minus 14 degree fair Fahrenheit weather when the river is clearer and slower moving in the winter, but each year the river waters themselves uncover new fossils, some dating back 66 million years. So why is this one kilometer area so rich in history? Well, the area used to be the West Siberian Glacial Lake, formed around 80,000 years ago, meaning a glacier passed through, depositing all sorts of debris when it melted, leaving scientists to find items like ancient shark teeth, the bones of woolly rhinoceros and mammoth fossils, as well as ancient bull, horse, and lion fossils, and early human tools. Well, that last story was from Voyeur also. And I want to thank everyone for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the weird news portion for today. If you guys hadn't heard before, weird news is my favorite. So catch me again next week and I'll give you some more. Lisa J, our associate producer. Thank you. That's Entertainment Review. I'm Michelle Mendoza. Check out more at mymichellelive.com. 